that day. He was leading them. He led the disciples. He led hundreds and thousands of people around all the time, and they were seeing Jesus. They were seeing God manifested in the flesh leading them. Now Jesus said, hey, look, it's better that I go away. If I stay here, you're only going to be able to see me in one place. But if I go away, now this same Holy Spirit that lives in me will now live and abide in you. Man, if you're born again, you have the greater one on the inside of you. You have the all-knowing God inside of you. You may say, well, Nathan, I've prayed about certain things, and it just don't change. How do you know it ain't changing? Are you looking on the outside? Because God is a what? Spirit. How many of y'all are seeing all the spirits floating around right now? Thank God. (laughs) We might be hitting the road, man. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of activity going on that you can't see. All right? We only see with natural eyes, so we only see with natural things around us. Did you know that spiritual things may take a little time to affect natural things? But you stick with it. If God said he would direct your path, if you acknowledged him in all his ways, what's God going to do? He's going to direct your path. Well, then that may, may, may not be the way you think it's going to be. It may not go the way you think it, but he's going to direct your path if you let him. But you have to choose to let him. That's the part that we got to do. we got to choose to let him. So he's going to direct our paths if we acknowledge him. Hallelujah. And it says, don't be wise in your own eyes. I mean, really, guys, come on, man. <laughs> this is so, he had to add this. Like, really, we can just get a lot of knowledge about certain things, and we can figure it all out, and we got it, we got it. No, 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 no. It don't matter how much schooling you get. It don't matter how much education you get. You can be the smartest person as far as books go on the planet. But you don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But thank God, hallelujah, you ain't meant to do all the thinking. We have somebody that is there to help us, and his name's Holy Spirit. The big question I want us to ask today, and I want us to answer, and everybody in this room, you're going to have to look at your own life. I don't go home with you, okay? God wants to help you personally. So you've got to be open and honest. But I want to ask the question, and I want you guys to answer it. Who or what is leading you? Do an inventory of your life. Ask yourself, what is leading me? Who is leading me? And we want to address that today because we're all led by something. We're led by money, opportunities, friends. We, we said that kids. I mean, we let our kids dictate what we do in life. And the kids said, amen. <laughs> Come on. Y'all need to open your pocketbook. Give me something. We should be led by the Holy Spirit in everything we do. The Holy Spirit should be leading us instead of anything else in our life. I'm getting ready to make a big statement, but I want it to sink in, okay? The most important thing you could ever learn in your Christian journey, this is after you've been saved, the most important thing that you can learn is how to be led by the Holy Spirit, how to hear His voice. Because if we can hear His voice and we can understand when He's speaking to us, do you know we're going to miss a lot of stuff? God's always going to lead you down paths that are right. Now, that don't mean the path he chooses for you to go, that everything on the path is really good. There could be some ghosts and goblins on your path. There could be a little sickness and disease that tries to get on you on your path. There could be some complainers. There could be some doubters. There could be some judgers. There could be some liars. There could be some things down that path. Okay, that's, that's cool, because when we go, we're not going in our strength, we're going in His. He's leading us, so there's evidently something good if we will stay close to Him. 
It's when we get going down the path and he gets you going in the right direction, we start compromising. We start, oh, well, why don't we hang out around here for a little while? No, you don't hang out in, 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 in lie uh, alley or healingville, I mean sicknessville. You don't hang out in these places. We keep marching. We keep marching because God's got a destination for us. The Holy Spirit's going to lead you and guide you as you trust Him. Hallelujah. Learning how to listen and obey the Holy Spirit's voice in our life is the single most important thing you and I could ever learn. Listen to what Jesus said in John 10, 27. Jesus said this. He said, the sheep that are my own hear my voice and listen to me. I know them and they follow me. Now, Jesus had just laid out a parable, kind of explaining to the, he had some religious people, you know, the Sadducees and Pharisees, they were always trying to get Jesus and all kind of stuff, and they asked him, they said, well, are you the Son of God? Go ahead and tell us. So he breaks out in this parable, and he begins to share with them, and he starts talking about sheep, and he said, look, when there is sheep that are in a shepherd's field, if another shepherd comes, a stranger's voice comes and tries to get them sheep to leave, them sheep ain't moving. Because they know their shepherd's voice. Amen? I mean, that's just the way they train their shepherd. You have five or six different shepherds with all their sheep in one field, but when that one shepherd makes a noise, all his sheep will follow him. And what Jesus is saying is because you guys, you religious people, don't have ears to hear, you ain't going to understand because you're listening to the stranger's voice. You're not listening to my voice. And that's what God is saying to us today. I believe Jesus was prophesying. There was coming a day that you was going to have many voices in the land speaking. Your friends try to tell you what to do. Your bosses try to tell you what you do. You get all these ideas and suggestions from the world. You watch TV. You go to school. Everybody has a voice. But if we're not careful, we're going to take heed to a stranger's voice and not the voice of the good shepherd. Because the good shepherd is going to lead you where? To good pastures. Amen? Pastures that are going to be green, they're going to be flush, they're going to be prosperous, they're going to be healing, there's going to be good things in store. If, 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 that's the big if, if we understand His voice, we understand when Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Because I'm going to get into some stuff today, and I am not talking about a, a, um, a, an external voice, like I would say Belinda, okay? I'm not talking about that. A lot of times when we say hearing the voice of God, we think of Belinda talking to Nathan and me talking to, to Belinda. And it's kind of, you know, we, we hear each other with our ears and we think that's the way we communicate. And we're getting this picture when we go to prayer that God's going to say, Belinda, how are you doing today? This is God. Figured I'd talk to you while you was in your shower or whatever, taking a bath, whatever, sleeping or laying down, whatever. I just wanted to t tell you that uh, today I need you to get up and I need you to go down to here, here, and here. That's not how God's going to talk to us. Wouldn't that be nice, though? <laughs> oh, man, wouldn't that be nice with you sitting there and say, hey, God, what do you think about this? Well, Nathan, you know what? I really think, man, you know, you ought to do it. Boy, that'd be you know. But he's a spirit. He's going to speak to our spirit. We're a three-part beard. beard. <laughs> Thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> beard. Beard and rearing. You know, looking at J-Rod back with a big beard, you know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. But anyway, we're a three-part being. Hallelujah. We have a body, we have a soul, and we have a spirit. Okay? Now, the spirit side of man gets talked about a lot in our, our, our uh, universities and in our classes. I mean, they talk about the spirit side of man all the time, right? No. <laughs> they do not. They talk about your physical appearance. 
We can get books all day long about the physical side of man. Oh, and we need to talk about the intellect side of man, the soul. we got to talk about the soul. But the spirit, we scratch in our head. We don't really know about that spirit stuff, so we're just going to stay away from it. And your spirit is the most important part of your being because that's who God's going to talk to. And what happens if we spend all of our time on our outside appearance? Woo, you're looking good. You're looking hot. Man, you got all them nice clothes on. You done dressed up that shell that's going to die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're looking good with all them gloves. You're about to die. You ain't going to live forever. Your spirit's going to live forever. We spend all that time reading and studying, and we should. I'm not against knowledge. You should have knowledge. Oh, my gosh, get in the books. Get in there. That's good. But did you know that's going to vanish away? But the thing that's not going to vanish away is your spirit. And that needs to be the strongest part of you while you're on this planet. Because if God's going to speak to my spirit, it stands the reason that my spiritual ears need to be more in tune than my physical ears. Because what I hear from you guys may help me a little bit, but what if I hear from him will help me a whole lot. Okay, it'll get me where I need to go every single time. So I believe Jesus was just prophesying to all of us what's about to happen, and it's already happened. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus said in John 14, check this out. We're getting ready to read a few scriptures on the Holy Spirit. I want you to pay close attention to what Jesus, all this is in red. So this is Jesus speaking to us. He said, and I will ask the Father in John 14, 16, and he will give you another helper. Comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengther, standby, to be with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be in you. Jesus goes on to tell us some more things in John 16, 7. He says, but I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Now, whose advantage is it? It's to our advantage that Jesus is still not walking around right now. Could you imagine Jesus walking around and CNN and Fox and all these things trying to, man, we would have people running all over the place trying to get the, it would be a madhouse. It would be ridiculous, okay? But he said, look, I'm not going to do it that way. I want to get out of here, and then I want to kind of leave you guys someone that's been in me. You've actually had a front row seat, and you guys have four Gospels that you can read of how the Holy Spirit worked in Jesus. Jesus did what he did as a man, not the Son of God. He wasn't God. He was the Son of God, but he operated as a man, just like we operate, okay? He just chose to yield to the Holy Spirit every day. He could have chose other things, guys. He had a will, okay? We see that in the Garden of Gethsemane when he's talking to God and going, Hey, if this cup can pass, Lord, hallelujah, let it be, but not my will. Whose will? His will. Well, Jesus, oh, no, he's son of God, man. He, he couldn't mess up. You know, if he tried to light a, you know, a, a little funny weed, you know, try to smoke a little funny weed, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He was son of God. It automatically go out. He goes to drink a little beer. Oh, it just fall down, you know. I mean, he'd go to try to have, you know, a, a fornicated affair, and, and the woman would run away. No, no, I'm not going to do that. No, Jesus had a will. He could have willfully done wrong, just like we willfully do wrong. And some of us have gotten way too good at willfully doing wrong. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For I do not go away. The helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, strength, and standby will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. Man, that word close has got something to do with me and you 
choosing to get close to Him. Amen? You don't get close to something by walking by it every day. You're going to have to take some time and get close to it. And this is what he wants. He goes on to say in John 16, that same chapter, in verses 12 and 15, he said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. See, there's things that Jesus would like to say to each one of you in this room, but you cannot bear them now. I cannot bear them now. Because, see, we're so naturally minded. We're so connected to this world that if Jesus was to give you something precious, we would trample on it like pigs would in a hog pen if you gave them gold necklaces. Here, piggy, piggy, let me give you this gold necklace. I know it's going to look good around your neck. And then it falls off into the mud. Do you think that pig's going to look at the next pig and go, I have dropped my gold necklace. This is not good. We better get this thing up and get it. I mean, it's, it's going to ruin. No! And that would be the same thing the Bible says if Jesus was to give us precious jewels. And his word is more precious than gold and silver. I'm telling you, when God gives you a word, my God, you can bank your life on that word right there. And he's given us a whole book. Sickness and disease comes and tries to knock on your body. We have a word. We have a gold necklace that we can wrap around our neck that says, by his stripes I am healed. Okay, well, poverty tries to come, or, you know, poverty tries to come and knock at our door and says, man, you're, you're in debt. You're, you're never going to get caught up. You're broke. You're never going to pay these bills off. You're going to go under, probably going to lose your job. You know, we've had all these voices kind of whisper stuff in our ear that, that we're not going to have a good retirement. You know, you're going to get old and everybody's going to forsake you. You're going to die out in some ditch somewhere and everybody throwing you dog bones or something. I mean, we have all this stupid stuff thrown at us. But at the end of the day, we have Philippians 419, but my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Let me tell you something. If you are a tither and a giver and you invest in God's kingdom, do you think for one minute that your return will not come to you the older you get? You don't think God's going to take care of his own as they've invested in his kingdom? Or do we think that the government's the only one that's going to take care of us when we get older? Are you kidding me? I'm going to tell you something right now. If you blow 30, you may not even have a Social Security by the time you get there, Amen. We don't look to the world to supply our needs. We don't look for the world. We look to God. He's going to take care of his own. Man, I have given a lot to God. Hallelujah. I can't wait till my retirement. I kick back. I ain't looking for no Social Security. I'm looking for the Holy Ghost to send people my way. Just kind of bless me. Oh, it's just going to be coming from all over the place. I'm just going to have a good old time in Jesus. I ain't looking to this world. And I'm not saying you shouldn't invest and you shouldn't do those things. Do those things. But if you think your IRA or your 401K is going to give you a bigger return than my God, go ahead. Hallelujah. I don't believe that. Hallelujah. My God is more than enough. He said he would open up the windows of heaven. Hallelujah. The windows of heaven. I mean, that's windows. Hallelujah. I like that. Let the wind blow, man. Come on. Hallelujah. You know, because, you know, the, it's kind of like you know, right now, this time of year, you know, football kicked off yesterday. You know, everything, you know, the falls in the air. You know, y'all could feel the cool breeze yesterday, right? No, it's stinking hot. <laughs> I mean, only in Georgia we can hit the fall. Leaves are falling off the tree because they're burnt and scorched from the heat. Not because it's changing, okay? Hallelujah. But fall is, is coming. It's coming. So y'all keep praying. Hallelujah. Man, it's going to be good. Glory to God. Okay, let me finish up. John 16. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will do what? He will guide you into what? 
He will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Who's he going to be hearing from? Jesus. What did Jesus say? I only do what I hear my father what? Say. I only do what I see my father do. Okay, they transferred power. Now the Holy Spirit's only going to do what Jesus says. He's only going to say what Jesus says. He's only going to do what Jesus says. He's passing the info. He's like the middleman. And it goes on to say, and he will tell you things to come. Man, guys, you need to circle that in your Bible. Highlight that. The Holy Spirit in you will tell you things to come. He'll give you inside information. I don't care how close you are to your friends. I don't care how close you are to your spouse. They cannot tell you things to come and be accurate every single time. He can tell you things to come. And you'll actually go in the direction that's right. Hallelujah. He will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine, and he will declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. But the thing that gets me, guys, is we have this greater one on the inside of us. And we let the enemy deceive us. You know, the enemy is called a deceiver. Okay? And if you knew that you was being deceived, would you be deceived? No. You'd know it. That's the dangerous part about deception. Is you're being deceived and you don't know it. That's what deception is. Is you're being deceived and you don't know it. And there's so many people in this world that we live in that are following Christ, but they're deceived. They're delusioned. They're chasing all kinds of other things, guys. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. I mean, just read autobiographies of people that have got a lot of money, athletes, actors, popular singers. I'm going to tell you something, especially read it from the ones that are in their 60s and 70s. You know, I was the big Rolling Stones, Eagles, you know, that's back when they had music, amen. I mean, <laughs> that's when they sung music, you know. But, but you listen to some of these guys that talk about their past, Eric Clapton, some of these guys. And I want to tell you something. They'll let you in on secrets of what it's like chasing all that stuff. Thinking that it's going to fulfill you. More money will not fulfill you. More of God will fulfill you. Because I'm going to tell you something. What God can give you that money can't give you, and that's peace. I mean, most of the time with more money comes more responsibility and more friends. Oh, yeah. I ain't seen you in like 10 years. Yeah, man, I've been looking for you. Seen you on Facebook. Oh, sir, you're doing pretty good. Hey, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? I mean, they come out of the woodwork, you know? So we don't want to be like that. We want to be the people. I'm telling you, in his presence, the Bible says, is fullness of joy. I'm telling you, in his presence, all hell can be breaking loose in your house. Your life could be on the outside looking like it's falling apart, but on the inside, you're just laughing. Thinking, good night. This is so good. Hallelujah. Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit could pop out any minute and touch somebody and knock on my door and give me $100,000. That's the God we serve. And if we're letting him direct our path and not letting fear, not letting situations direct our path, man, the Holy Spirit will have you in the right place, at the right time, at the right moment, receiving the right things. Amen. Glory to God. We sometimes approach God as like it's a drive through we want to put our order in and drive around and pick up our order. Pull up to the drive-thru. You know what, Father? 
I would like to have a house, a good-looking husband, a good-looking wife. I want to have a couple kids that salute me every time I walk in the door. Hallelujah. I mean, we want this beautiful, beautiful house. I want a good job, and then uh, that'll do it. I'm, I, that's my order's good right now. And we want to be able to pull around, and they tell you, okay, here you go. You got all your stuff. No, no. If we take the Chick-fil-A approach to God, what are you going to get? A chicken sandwich. If you take the Chick-fil-A approach, the drive through approach to God, you're going to get a chicken sandwich. You're not going to get the husband and wife of your dreams. You're not going to get, uh, you know, a uh, uh, life of roses and, you know, bed of ease. All, no, 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 no. That's not on the menu like that. It's on the menu, but guess what? You're going to probably have to fight a lot of demons and devils to get there. That means in a relationship you may have to go through some goofballs to get to the right ball. You might have to go through some girls that they got their minds all up in all kinds of other stuff until you get to the one that has the mind of Christ. You know what I'm saying? It takes patience. You may have to, when you got five jobs to pick from, don't go try all five. Hallelujah. Save yourself the trouble. Just go over here and simply sit down and ask God, hey, God, what do you think I should do? And stay there until he tells you. Don't just say it and run out the door. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, man, that one's got benefits and got better pay. Yeah, it's got to be God. got to be God. No, that's the one that you go, and then you about two years, you're miserable. You, you might have already shot three or four people in the job, and then you're in prison the rest of your life. No, we want to be spirit-led. So I want to get into some of this to where we actually can know how are we going to be spirit-led. And as you can see, man, I'm not going to get all this done today. This is a wide, broad subject, and we're going to hammer it over and over and over again until you guys understand what it's like to understand when Holy Spirit is speaking to you and what you need to do to hear Him. Because, guys, I'll be honest with you. This is just my outlook on things. Today could be my last day on planet Earth. And I wouldn't be disappointed. And you don't need to be disappointed. I'm going to be really having a good time. I promise you, okay? But the reality is, is you're still going to be here. And I want you, when things come at you, you look at them and you're able to handle them. You're able to walk through them. You don't fall apart when things in your life crumble. You don't have to because the Holy Spirit's in you. He will direct your paths. He will direct your steps. No matter how ugly it gets, no matter what comes your way, the Holy Spirit will direct your steps. Okay, so what? You know, disease comes to my wife. So what that kidney disease knocks on our door? So what that Caliber is in the hospital facing some things? So what? We got to keep going on. And we got to keep trusting that the Holy Spirit's going to lead us out. And as you see, He did, right? Hallelujah. And He's continually doing that. What we do in tough times because it's coming to all of us. And that's why I really have a passion to preach faith and to preach Holy Spirit because I know what it's like to get the report and your knees buckle and you didn't expect it and it slaps you across the face. But I also know what it's like. Like I told Belinda, you know, it was like October 20th. They told her that she had a list of things going wrong. Amen. I mean, man, you want to just go jump out of a window. But I looked at her. It was either the 20th or the 21st. And I looked at her and I said, you know what? God's been preparing us for this for years. Hallelujah. 
Was it easy? No, it wasn't necessarily easy. But you know what? I turned to the Father. I turned to the Holy Spirit. We communicated like we never communicated. I watched Him bring us through all kinds of stuff. I watched Him take $250,000 of hospital bills, and we waved at Him as they were going down the road. Hallelujah. We ain't paying that. Amen. God will take care of you if you let Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I just want to see you guys overcome that way too because we're all going to face it. You say, well, Nathan, I hadn't faced that day yet. Well, just live a little bit longer. You're going to face it. It's coming. It's coming. Well, Nathan, don't be prophesying that stuff. Uh, It's coming. (laughs) Okay? I mean, it really is. And I want you guys to be prepared to where you handle it and you come out of it. Amen? Because there was moments that I, I thought about quitting. Y'all ain't never done that, right? I mean, when the storms of life come your way, you just go, whoo, this ain't nothing. I had thoughts of quitting. But what witness would that have been? I ain't giving the devil the time of day. And I remember with tears going down my face, and I would cry walking around the yard. I'd cry in the house. I'd worship God. I'd have worship going on in the house. And guess what I have now? We got the victory, and things are going good. Guess what I still got going in the house? Worship. Worship. I ain't going to just stop worshiping. No. Man, you just keep worshiping. Keep talking to the Holy Spirit. Lead me, Holy Spirit. Guide me, Holy Spirit. But I remember just talking to the Holy Spirit and worshiping Him, and I would just actually come out of my eyes and say, Devil, you are a liar. You are not going to win. We will win. We have the Holy One, the greater one on the inside of us. We will win. Hallelujah. And you just got to get that way. Amen. But you can't get that way in your own strength. You can't do it. You can't do it. Hallelujah. But how is God going to guide us? Romans 8.14 says this. 8.14 says this. For all who are allowing themselves to be led by the Spirit of God are what? The sons and daughters of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading again to fear of God's judgment, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons the Spirit-producing sonship by which we joyfully cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies and confirms together with our what? Own Spirit, assuring us that we believers are children of God. The number one way God will lead us is through the inward witness. His Spirit bears witness with our spirit. That means if your spirit is weak, Your spirit ain't got a lot of word in there. Your spirit's been forsaken day after day after day. But we don't forsake our natural body because we eat minute after minute after minute. Hallelujah. Okay, well, our spirit can be a little weak. Just like if you spent less time with your body, what do you do? You get weak. I mean, you go on a fast, which we'll be doing here pretty soon as a family. You go on a fast to start missing meals. <laughs> you get irritated. You get jacked up. You ready to slap somebody? Come on, man. I mean, I'm telling you what. You don't get one Chick-fil-A sandwich. You get nine. Hallelujah. I want them all, and I'm going to eat them. Hallelujah. I mean, it's just true, guys. But he's going to lead us by the inward witness. The inward witness often takes waiting before God to discern what he's saying. The problem with a lot of Christians is they don't want to take the time to seek God until they know what God's will is concerning a matter. They just don't want to take the responsibility of finding God's will for our lives. Sometimes, check this out, guys. Sometimes there's a price to pay to receive God's guiding for your life. There's a price. And you know what that price is? Your flesh not getting this way for a few hours. You just saying no to some things in your life. 
And I can tell you, when you sit down and you start trying to listen to God and you start spending time with God, I promise you, man, the fried chicken in the refrigerator starts screaming and playing all kinds of music. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you'll have football games going, hey, we start at 3 o'clock, brother. You know, you only got 20 more minutes. You better get it done. Hey, we got to go over here. We got to do this. Oh, you'll have all them voices. You know what you do? You miss the game. You don't eat. Because what you need, the direction you need, should be way more important. The healing of her body was more important to me than any football game. Let me say, I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan, but I can tell you right now, Georgia Bulldogs, forget you. I could give a rat's rip about you. Because I didn't see none of them in the hospital. I didn't see none of them coaches coming to my hospital bed and praying with me. I didn't see none of them. So why do I want to jack up all my time with something that ain't going to give me no return? Unless they win. Hallelujah. <laughs> if they win, we are, right. you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. But really, guys, weigh out the balance scales. Ask yourself, what's more important? What do you need? Do you need direction in life? Do you need healing in life? How's your banking account looking? Could you use a little direction in that? I mean, how about a little help? I mean, how's the relationships going in your life? How are they working? You know, might need a little help in those areas. Well, the one that can help you is, is walking around with you. I mean, he's like this right here. Hey, Nathan, what's going on? Hey, Nathan, what's going on? I mean, he's trying to talk to us every day. He's trying to give us some guidance every day. You're just walking around. He's walking around all day long, bumping around like a bumper car. It sinks like boom, 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 boom. And it's like, and then all of a sudden, the boom happens. And then you go, oh, my God. I got to spend time God. I got to get to church. I got to read the Bible. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know? And a lot of times, guys, in some cases, it's too late. We had a 30-year-old preacher that took his life this past week. 30-year-old man, had a wife, and I think he had three kids. Pastor at Indian Hills uh, Church, and I forget where it was at, what city. I read it on Facebook. Maybe many of you guys read it on Facebook, too. But at 30 years old, he took his life. What happened? What happened? The pressure, the anxiety, the depression, it wore him down. It wore him down to eventually he couldn't take it no more. That's what the devil's banking on. He's banking on you spending more time with this earthly stuff to where eventually he can wear you down, wear you down, wear you down. But my Bible says that if we will continue to stay in tune with the Holy Spirit, we get built up, 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 up. We get stronger, not weaker. You want to be able to see what the enemy's doing in your life? Get closer to God. Get closer to God because the devil is a spirit. God is a spirit. You want to figure out what spiritual things are going on in your life? You've got to get with the spiritual being that knows all things. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to read through this real quick, and then we're going, to, we're going to close it down. The Spirit of God confirms with our spirit that we are God's children. If he confirms our salvation with our spirit, would it not stand to reason that he would confirm lesser things with our spirit? See, he confirms that we're saved. That means many of you guys gave your heart to Jesus. If I was to ask you if you're saved, you'd say, yeah, I'm saved. What makes you think you're saved? Because his spirit bears witness with your spirit. Your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Well, if his spirit would bear witness with your spirit about salvation, wouldn't it bear witness about a relationship you're about to get in? About a job you're about to take? About money you're about to spend? A car you're about to buy? Wouldn't it be? And many of you guys know what I'm talking about. If I was to give you the microphone and said, hey, man, you know, explain some things that you did maybe that didn't go the way it should have, you would probably say something like this. Man, I just knew, I felt, didn't feel right to do what I did. But I went ahead and did it anyway. We all have done that. The Holy Spirit wants to eliminate that from our life. You can get it right every time. You don't have to be a victim, okay, of a negative circumstance to wake up and smell the roses. You don't have to be on drugs and alcohol to live for Jesus. 
Amen? I mean, God wants to point us in the right direction. If he, oh, relationships, college, career, direction. These are things right here. I'm telling you, God will confirm things that you're supposed to do in your life. If we're led externally, you're going to be easily misled. That means if you look for the circumstances, you're going to be easily misled because these circumstances change. Things in our life will change that are around us that we see with our eye. When we look at external things to confirm what God told us to do, then the devil can make those things happen as well to get you distracted from looking inwardly to get, your, to get the answer. What do I mean by that? Okay, Father, I'm asking you. I want you to uh, let three red cars come by my house in the next hour to confirm that you're going to answer my prayer. Well, guess who else is out here in this realm? The devil. Don't you think he can maybe inspire three cars to go by your house in an hour? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We don't pray like that. Man, come on, you don't ever pray like that because he can move this external realm too. Well, God, if you open that door, I'll know it's you. I'm going to tell you what, if you prayed and you asked God to open up a door, when you showed up and the door's open and they got the band playing and they're rocking and having a good time, you better check with him before you go in there because somebody else could kick that door open. And then you step in there and then everybody's got, they, they, they look good and all of a sudden they turn into skulls. Ah, we got you now, bud. Get in here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a reality. And we don't go for that stuff, man. I'm telling you, man, we don't let external things, man. Okay, I want you to write this down and don't forget it. You ready? Right, right, ready. Get your pen, ready. Get your pen, ready. Here we go. <laughs> Feelings is the voice of the body. Reasoning is the voice of the soul. Conscience is the voice of our spirit. Feelings is the voice of the body. Reasons, reason is the voice of the soul. And conscience is the voice of the spirit. That's why we don't, we don't, we're not moved by our feelings. We don't let our feelings dictate where we're going to go in life. Hallelujah. Going in a direction and you have no peace, you don't go. And one more thing right here. External natural affirmation does not equal internal spiritual confirmation. Hallelujah. I know I'm throwing a lot at you. We're going to come back in the weeks ahead. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to tell you, we're going to, you're going to be led by the Spirit. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. But if you've got no peace, you pause. You get peace, you pursue. Did you get that? That means if we have peace down in here, we continue to move forward. If we don't have peace down in here, that means like if a prophet comes up to me or to Belinda and says, Thus saith the Lord. You know, they got prophet all over them. You know, they, they got it covered here. Thus saith the Lord. You are called to go to the nations. You're called to go help blah, 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 blah. Okay, whatever they say, okay. If it don't bear witness with her spirit, you keep walking on. You hear me? I don't care who they are. In the Old Testament, they had to go to the prophets and the priests to get things from God because the Holy Spirit wasn't within. The Holy Spirit's within every single person in this room. When somebody's speaking a word over you, if you feel more confused when they get done than you did before they started, you know what you do? Woo! Thank you, Jesus. We move right on. You do never let somebody use their title to persuade you to do something God never told you to do. I'm going to tell you that right now. You are led by the Holy Spirit. We're not led by the evangelist. We're not led by the pastor. We're not led by my, we're led by, we're led by the Holy Spirit. 
Now, he does use men and he does use women to speak into our life. And when they speak into your life, it's going to be confirmed by peace. Your spirit will bear witness with the spirit there. It'll bear witness. You'll be like, wow, whoo, you just confirmed something God placed in my heart. That's okay. That's right. But, man, there's been people I don't know how many times. Oh, man. And I wasn't thinking about going to the nations, but I guess he's, she said, I need to go to the nations. I need to go to the nations. Let's go to the nations. And then they're in heaven in two weeks. Oh, God, she said, oh, she? Uh, Holy Spirit didn't tell you to go do that. And people mess up their lives with stuff like that, guys. And it's sad. Glory to God. Now, I'm going to give you three things that you can work on, and we're going to close. How do you train your spirit to be led by the Holy Spirit? How do you train your spirit to be led by the Holy Spirit? And some of y'all will memorize these, I'm sure. Mm. Hallelujah. Number one, you're going to spend time in His Word. Spend time in His Word. Duh. <laughs> y'all got that one. It's pretty easy. Number two, we're going to walk in love. You got to walk in love. You got to make a decision that you're going to walk in love no matter if anybody else does or not. And number three, you got to pray in the Spirit. You got to pray in the Spirit. Some of y'all may not understand what that is. We're going to get into that too. Hallelujah. Because there's whole denominations that are totally against that right there. Okay? You got to pray in your heavenly language. Remember, God gave us a prayer language, it's a spiritual prayer language. Because God is a what? We are a spirit being. That is an amazing, dynamic prayer life that you can pray that actually bypasses the enemy and you're talking straight to God. That turned me on, man. I mean, I was a drug addict. I, I, I smoked dope, drank beer. I partied like crazy. And when they told me I could actually pray and the devil wasn't going to find out, how I do it, I said, Woo! Give me that, baby. I'll take that all day long. Ain't got to talk me into it. Well, it don't sound. It's weird. It sounds weird. I, I, I'm weird already. We good with that. I don't have a problem with weird. Amen? Give me some weird stuff. I mean, just because you don't understand it don't mean it ain't right. Hello? I mean, we got a whole book here. We don't have all the understanding of that book, but guess what? I ain't going to throw it away. I'm going to keep leaning on it. Amen? I don't understand everything about God. If I did, that wouldn't make him God no more. Hallelujah. <laughs> we want to be understanding the Holy Spirit. So let's all bow our heads and pray. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Did you get anything out of that? Hallelujah. Being led by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Father, we love you today. Oh, Father, we love you. Glory to God. Holy Spirit, we just ask you to touch each one of our hearts. Put a fire on the inside of us, Holy Spirit. That we would not just hear a message. That we'll go home today and begin to start talking to you, Holy Spirit. We'll begin to start acknowledging you in all of our ways. And watching you direct our paths. Oh, Holy Spirit, we love you. We thank you for leading and guiding us. You know, if you're here today and you may say, you know, Nathan, look, man, you know, that sounds good, but you know, really, man, I just feel like I've messed up in my life. I feel like I've made a lot of mistakes. I've, I've chose a lot of different directions. I've, I've kind of stumbled in life, and I, I don't even feel worthy to even talk to the Holy Spirit. You know, if that is you here today, I want to pray with you. Maybe you're here today and you say, well, man, I just don't know Jesus, and I want to come to Jesus. I want to meet him for the first time. Or, or maybe you've walked away from Jesus and you want to come back to him. You know, before you can actually speak to the Holy Spirit on a regular basis, you've got to make things right between you and God. Hallelujah. 
So if that's you here today and you would like for me just to pray with you, I ain't going to embarrass you or call you out or nothing like that, but I just would like to pray with you. Just boldly raise your hand. Hallelujah. You can put it up. Put it back down. Glory to God. I see the hand. Hallelujah. And it's about being bold. It's about being bold. It's about you coming to grips with your life, knowing that where you're at now is not where you want to be. Where you're at right now, you know God's going to help you get somewhere else. But it's about you being honest. And I've seen the one hand be honest and say, look, pray for me. I need prayer. And we're going to do that. So let's all stand. Hallelujah. You've been sitting for a little while. Glory to God. You know, this is a holy moment right now. You know, there's somebody in this room that raised their hand. And I'm going to tell you something. That could easily be you and me. And maybe some more people needed to raise their hand. But the first step to deliverance is admitting you have a problem. you got to admit it. you got to admit that you're going in a direction you shouldn't go. You chose some things you shouldn't chose. God already knows you did. It's just for your benefit that you admit it. So what I want to do is I want us just to lift up our hearts, lift up our hands. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I'm just going to say this because I just believe sometimes you just you, you need to be bold. And, and, and again, if you're here and you want prayer, you know, Jesus made a statement that's very, very bold. <clears throat> but he said, if you're ashamed of me on that day, I'll be ashamed of you when you get to heaven. I think sometimes we need to just take a step of faith and just kind of come to the front. Because ain't nobody here going to throw nobody down. Ain't nobody going to make fun of nobody. I'm going to tell you right now. I just believe there's people that you, you need to step out. And you need to come up and just let us pray with you. And I'm not going to call anybody out, man. But I just think sometimes we, and I've walked to many aisles, guys. I've walked to many aisles with tears flowing down my face and crying and not ashamed at all. Because I know that without him, I'm nothing. So if that's you today and you say, Nathan, look, I would just like for you to pray with me and lay hands on me. And it could be sickness. It could be, you know, anything in your life. I want you just to be bold and say, hey, look, man, pray for me. Because we stand together. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just be bold. You know, God is not going to make fun of nobody. God's not going to, he's not going to look down on you. He loves you. Anybody else? I, I mean, you just really, you, you look at your life and you go, you know what? I'm just tired of going that direction. I'm tired of making the stupid decisions I've been making. I want to make good decisions. I want to make better decisions. I want to go and get it right with the one who can help me get it right. Glory to God. Belinda, will you come up here? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can come up here, girl. Come on up here with your mommy. <laughs> Ain't she pretty? She's so cute. Well, glory to God. You know, this one touches my heart in many ways. Because she was a youth in our youth when we was doing youth a couple of days ago. Y'all didn't get it, I think. 
But you know what, man? To see her here just blesses my heart. So, Megan, thank you for coming. We love you, girl. Let's get it right. You ready? Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. And we stand in agreement with Megan. Father, you know what she's been through. You know what she's facing. We don't. So I pray right now, Father, that you give her wisdom. You give her understanding. But more importantly, Father God, we agree that her heart is completely made clean right now in Jesus' name. She's took a bold stand to come to you and ask for help. She will not be denied. I thank you, Lord, that you're with her, you're in her, and that her best days are ahead of her. Her best days are ahead of her. Her and her beautiful little girl, Father God, her path is straight. We pray that the angels of God continue to surround her and her little baby as they move forward in life, that you will strategically place people in her life to strengthen her, to encourage her, to help her. But, Father, more than anything, I pray, Father God, that Megan has a heart right now today, September 2nd, 2018, that she has a heart to go after you like she's never went before. I pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that she is made new today. We give you praise and glory and honor, Holy Spirit, for moving in her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Could you put your hands together for her? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And her daughter. She was shy earlier, now she's ready to preach. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to tell you something. We welcome kids at our church. We welcome kids in our church. Okay? <laughs> you know, I mean, we went to a church one time, and they, and they made us take all of our kids outside. They, 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 they couldn't be allowed in the church. They didn't want to go to children's church, so we ain't going to do that. Amen? So we're so glad, beautiful little Riley, right? Riley, Riley, hallelujah. She's so sweet. Let me pray over you guys, and guys, we'll be dismissed. Uh, I'm really excited about next week. We're going to start that series. Uh, I will not be here next week. I'm going on vacation. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's good. It's good. But, you know, some churches, they want, the pastors don't tell the congregation they're going to leave because they say that the people won't show up. That ain't y'all. Y'all ain't showing up for me anyway, man. Good God, if you're coming for me, we're in trouble. Hallelujah. Y'all come to spite me. Thank you for coming. I appreciate it. But next week, we're going to start a series, and you're going to really, really like it. And then we'll be back the next week to, to, to jump in that series with you guys. But uh, let me just pray a blessing over you guys, and then we'll be dismissed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, and we thank you for what you've done in our hearts today. We thank you for what you're going to do in the days ahead. We give you praise and glory and honor in the name of Jesus for everything you're going to do. I pray a blessing over each and every person in this room today. That, Father God, they would go and do exploits for their great God. We pray, Father God, for the protection of God. We pray, Father God, for the provision of God. We pray for the healing of God being manifested in their life. We call this church blessed, and we call all of the people here blessed. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody said yes and amen. Hallelujah. We love you guys. Y'all have a great, great week, and we will see y'all next Sunday, same time, same place.